We're answering your dynasty questions on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well. Crazy week, obviously. And um, obviously, we should probably touch on the Monday night situation. Brutal. I mean, obviously, uh, it makes you take a step back and, you know, all those things. But other than that, I am swell. How about you? Yeah, things are going well here. We uh, we took the week off last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I was out of town. We thank uh, Kate and Marcus for covering for us. They did some great shows looking at the uh, top running backs and wide receivers, kind of a reset as we uh, head into the dynasty offseason. But uh, you're right. I mean, we have to... We have to mention what we saw on Monday night because it was unlike anything that we have seen on a football field uh, ever, you know, in, in our mm-hmm. generation, Absolutely. certainly, uh, with the uh, the injury and the situation with DeMar Hamlin. And uh, you're also absolute, absolutely right that fantasy, dynasty, everything we're going to talk about today, uh, you know, league titles and yeah. prize money and, and all of that stuff. Uh, just became very small very quickly. And, and uh, I, I know personally I needed kind of a, a reset of that perspective. Uh, you hate to get it that way. Um, but uh, it was it was definitely a reminder that some of those things are not nearly as important as uh, we sometimes think they are. Um, Matt, we're going to uh, – we are going to continue with the show. We're going to continue with some Dynasty talk. So hopefully – uh, Can I ask you a quick many, question? Did yeah. not sound cold or ignore the situation at all, but I, I, it sounds like most fantasy leagues are handling the situation as if it's done. You know, like I—I I mean, I, I'm not ignoring the the elephant in the room here, but we are in a, a, a fantasy podcast. Sure, I needed you know, there was a lot of big players for fantasy on that Monday night game. Like I needed. In a big league I was in, I needed Allen and Chase to get me 20 points to win the league. I was in the Super Bowl. Right. And it sounds like most leagues, certainly the people at my fantasy league, are just moving on like you got the points that they got in the game and now it's over and now you lose, you know, basically in that situation. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tough spot for yeah. uh, for league commissioners. Um, you know, you think back uh, and in different circumstances, but um, – challenging in in some similar ways when we had all the covid protocols and players being oh, yeah. being scratched at the last minute and dynasty and, and fantasy Tuesday commissioners games. right <laughs> fantasy commissioners <laughs> had to kind of figure out how to handle that um really without much notice in, in some cases but you know we adjust and and you make the best decision that you can for 
for your specific league. I don't think there's one easy way to handle it. There's, there's nothing I could say that I would do for every single league out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to have obviously some games that were already essentially decided um, leads that were, were insurmountable and and whatever Uh, you'll have some like the one you described where it was, it was likely that you were going to uh, come back and win that in, in in Mm -hmm. normal circumstances. So uh, th- there's been a lot of discussion about that, you know, on Twitter today. And, and just for the record here, we're recording on, on Tuesday evening, a little bit later than normal uh, for, for many different reasons. And, and the DeMar Hamlin situation is, is just one of those. Um, yeah. In, in short, I don't think there's one easy way to handle that. It's going to be a case by case basis. It's going to involve both the commissioner and the, the two teams that were in the finals, um, a, a lot of split the pot, um, yeah. you know, scenarios yeah. are out there, co-champions. And I mean, that doesn't always feel good either, but, um, again, this is a, a unique situation, but you're right. I mean, the NFL is, is moving forward as best as they can. This game, whether it's played at all is, is not going to be part of the week 17 slate. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I think as far as, fantasy football is concerned we have to uh, we got to move forward um yeah. and and kind of make a decision on those on those games it, it won't necessarily be an easy one but again that in some ways pales to uh to the, the overall situation here of course the one suggestion i would throw out there is maybe some league votes that don't include the two teams and that, that that it mattered to you know like yeah should we split the pot or just live with the points that were scored and tough noogies, you know, like your guys got hurt or whatever, but you know, it's rough. I mean, I will say, and and others have said similar things as well over the past 24 hours or so. Um, They're probably out there. I'm I'm sure some of those jerks are out there that are, that are really complaining and, and putting their league and their team first, their fantasy Mm -hmm. team first. I haven't seen any of that, honestly. I I know I've, I've seen, uh, and we know there's thousands of dollars in some of these. I mean, like big, big money. In some right, well, of these right, they're in not millions of dollars in some right, cases. Right, right, right. Um, certainly not the leagues I'm in. Uh, but, <laughs> Me neither. Right. Um, yeah, I've just seen understanding and and compassion and common sense being played out in in almost every situation. And I hope that's what we continue to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's dig in. Yeah, as I said, we are going to talk some dynasty. We hope this. Um, we hope this serves as somewhat of a distraction for you as, as we still um, watch this situation, as we still pray for DeMar Hamlin and his family and the Bills. Uh, and, and if you're not ready for this, you know, save this one and come back and listen later. We're, we're going to answer some listener questions today. Uh, we'll do the same thing on tomorrow's episode as well. We got some good ones, uh, so let's let's dig in here, Matt. First one yep. comes from Trey. That's at Trey12Ross on Twitter. Trey says, where do the incoming rookies such as Bijan Robinson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba and Bryce Young fit into your way too early dynasty rankings? Are they all top 10 pre-draft? Um, you know, Matt, because of because of the players he mentions here, I'm actually I'm not sure how to read the question. 
if he's yeah. if he's asking, are they top ten rookies uh, in rookie drafts? If that's the question, certainly uh, they are. Bryce Young in, in super flex leagues, and uh, Bijan Robinson is 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 your one hundred and one rookie pick, uh, almost regardless of the format, at least at this point. And then yeah, Jackson, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, looks to be locked in as a top ten pick as well, probably uh, probably even much higher than that. Uh, but again, because of the players he mentions, I wonder if he's thinking about Dynasty in general. We've had some talk on here. There's been a lot of talk around Dynasty circles that Bijan Robinson could not only be top 10, he could be the RB1 and a top three, top five player overall. Um, we'll talk more about that, but let's move over to Bryce Young. You look at the top 10 Dynasty quarterbacks right now, Allen Mahomes, Herbert Hurts, Lamar, Burrow, Fields, Kyler Murray, Tua is quarterback nine. I'm looking at December Dynasty ADP from uh, DLF. And Dak Prescott is quarterback 10. Trevor Lawrence certainly deserves mention. He's currently at 11. Does Bryce Young fit in that group right now? I'm I'm not ready to put him that high. Are you? No, not even close Uh, for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're asking, are these in the top 10 of their position? Bijan absolutely is. JSN isn't close because there's so many wide receivers. Right. Um, Young might be close. I mean, but the names you just mentioned are all slam dunks for me over Young. Um, you have to assume where he goes isn't going to be super favorable. You know, Houston, um, maybe Indy, someone maybe trades up for him. Who knows? And I'll be honest. I mean, I need to study these guys a great deal more as with all the rookies. His size really bothers me. And when I watch Tua get hurt time and time yeah. again, and some of these, you know, Kyler well, at the end of the fields. year, at least Fields is a bigger guy. But, I mean, like some of these small quarterbacks, they take a beating, man. I mean, I'm a little worried about Pickett's health. I'm certainly worried about Murray. I mean, it's these guys that aren't big strapping mm. guys, I am not real excited to invest in. And I'm feeling stronger about that than I did a year or two ago. Yeah, that's fair. We uh, we look at those quarterbacks. I named 11 there. You've got Deshaun Watson at 12, Trey Lance at 13, and then you've got a pretty sizable gap to guys like Kirk Cousins, Kenny Pickett, Geno mm-hmm. Smith. Um, so, I mean, I think pretty easily we're going to be able to slot in Bryce Young um, uh, and really any of those notable uh, rookie quarterbacks right in that range, basically alongside last year's QB1, Kenny Pickett, uh, who is quarterback 15. So uh, I don't think Young uh, or Stroud will be top 12 quarterbacks, certainly not top 10 quarterbacks, but they'll be just on the outside. And and that's really due to the, the cliff that we have there uh, after the top 12 or 13 quarterbacks. Last nugget I have on this question is I'm not even certain Young will be my number one rookie quarterback. I mean, I, I want to see oh, landing yeah. spots. I want to work into these guys. Could be Levis. I mean, it could be Shroud, whomever. And I was about to ask you before you said that, would you take Lance or this or Young? I, I think that's the where I start to consider it. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking right now, I would take I would take Trey Lance. Um, you know, we, we know the situation uh, and, and it's a good situation for Trey Lance. Um and I, I'm worried about Bryce Young's size as well. Not not to say yeah. that he can't succeed or or play well at the NFL level, but um, you're right. The 
the potential for injuries is, is just scary. I also agree with you. Uh, he is my quarterback one right now, but he and CJ Stroud are, are really, really a toss up. And, and the way we saw CJ Stroud use his legs in that uh, national semifinal game was certainly encouraging, something we hadn't seen a ton of. So, uh, Trey, they're all, all three guys Bijan Robinson, Smith and Jigba, Bryce Young, and, and Superflex rookie drafts. Those guys are all certainly top 10 rookie picks, um, probably top five. Uh, but if you're thinking big picture uh, among the positions, Bijan, yes, Smith and Jigba. Uh, not even close again because of the depth of the receiver position and Bryce Young, no, but uh, in, in the conversation. Yeah, I agree. And Young would not be a top ten non-superflex pick for me amongst the rookies. Right? Probably. Yeah, not not yeah. even a first rounder uh, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, agree there too. Uh, we got several questions from our buddy Murray. That's at Laxatives Murray. Uh, the first one is a. Do you know that joke, by the way. I do. You had to explain it on. on oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He's he's always good for uh, for a few questions when we do these episodes, and uh, I I did not know it, but you explained that. So yeah, that's okay. that's a good one. Uh, the the spell check. Uh, Latavius turns. Yeah, into Latavius. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is a Christopher Harris thing. Yeah. So Murray says, uh, and this is a good question again, when, when you think big picture and you think what we've seen over the past couple of days with, uh, with DeMar Hamlin, this becomes even more important, I think. Uh, Murray says, how do you deal with end-of-season fatigue in dynasty leagues? How long of a break is too long? Uh, Matt, what do you think about this one? I know your answer is probably different. You have a different, mm-hmm. uh, different type of fatigue because you're not only managing some dynasty leagues, but – you're creating content for dynasty and fantasy football as, as we do these shows and, and you do writing and, and, uh, and obviously you're covering That's all I do for a living is football, right? Yeah. And you're, you're covering the Pittsburgh Steelers and the entire NFL as well. So your answer is probably different, but what are you, what are your thoughts here? Yeah. I'm not the best person to ask because I wish I was a little more dialed into my dynasty leagues during the season than I have time to be. Unfortunately, I set aside an hour and then I update it for getting my lineups in, checking the waiver wire, but I'm not on the sites and working it as much as I would like. And that I know that hurts me, but such is life. I have it's football season and I have to make a living. Um, that being said, I will say my least favorite thing about fantasy football probably is this time of year when it matters most. And the Monday nighter is an extreme example. So I'm not even going to use that, but uh, you know, the, the nonsense of, is Jacksonville going to play their guys mm. this week? Are they going to play a half? Are they going to play some? Are they going to sit them? Or are they going to wait till week 18 when it doesn't matter for us in fantasy and all this money's on the line? And that's what I like least about, you know, fantasy in general is the uncertainty uh, of those things, let alone injuries and whatnot. But those things we can deal with. So it does kind of wear me out this time of year. Of yeah. Like, man, I had the best team in the league and I lost because... Derrick Henry and my other top three guys all sat because their teams stink, you know, so I do kind of like to take a step back after the year. Yeah, I think that's good perspective. And um, and you touched on some things there that we're, we'll actually cover and get to in, in another question. So I'll save those. But uh, okay. as far as Murray's other question there, how long of a break is too long? Uh, I think that's really, um, you know, that's that's another situation that's case by case. Uh, and, and I don't think mm-hmm. there is a break that's too long. If you're, 
you know, this is supposed to be something we enjoy, right? Something that we love. And if, yeah, right. if you're at a point where you're not loving it, you're not enjoying it. If it, if it feels like a burden or something you have to do, then don't do it. Right. Um, yeah. that it, it, it's really as simple as that. And if you want to take six weeks off and wait until we get to the, you know, the NFL combine, then, then do that, you know, sit back and enjoy the playoffs and don't worry about fantasy football, but, um, and it won't hurt your team that bad. No, no. Well, yeah, totally agree. And in a a lot of leagues, we're not going to see waivers running for the next month, two months, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe even six months. Uh, we may not even see trades, uh, you know, trade talks going on yet at this point. So, I think this is really an, an individual question. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. There's plenty of people already digging in, making those trades, uh, even doing startup drafts. That's good too, right? Whatever, sure, what, if you love it, whatever works for you is the right answer here. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to the Senior Bowl this year, and I'll be looking at running backs. Going, I want him on my dynasty. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm going to be turning my attention to the draft. We've got a lot of other great questions. We'll get to those right after this. Folks, I've told you often about Prize Picks. They're a great sponsor for the Locked On Network. And what I love about them is I don't play against a bunch of random people I don't know that might just get lucky. It's just me versus the the, the, the lines they create there. You know, like, for example, is Pat Mahomes going to throw for more than 300 yards? You know, is Derrick Henry going to rush for under 95 yards? Cooper Cup, I mean, is he going to score a touchdown in this game or not? Give me the give me yes or no or whatever. You know, and, and I think that's a lot easier than... Boy, I put my lineup in, and I hope that people I don't know basically get lucky or outplay me, or you know. So that's not my favorite thing about you know. That's definitely my favorite thing about Prize Picks. So how it works though is you pick between two and five players, and if they will go score more or less than that projection, like I mentioned, you win up to ten times your money. I mean, it's a great deal. Again, you're not competing against other people. They offer projections on any sport you've ever heard of. Of course, NFL, NBA, you know, PGA, college sports, women's college basketball, soccer, esports, disc golf, cricket. I mean, if you're a cricket expert, I bet you could clean up. Um, entries are made in 60 seconds or less. I mean, that's even a stretch. Safe and fast fast withdrawals, which is important. Right now, they're operational in 30 different states as well as in Canada. So download the PrizePick app or go to prizepick.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users, use our 100% instant deposit match. That's up to 100 bucks with promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. So if you deposit 100 bucks, PrizePicks give you 100 bucks. If you deposit one buck, they'll give you a buck. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Thanks again for making locked on dynasty. Your first listen every day, subscribe to the locked on NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday, local insiders cover the weekend, cover the weekend's games with game-to-game episodes. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's continue to answer some questions. Next one comes from MB Football. That's at Mikey B Football on Twitter. And and he says, does your roster construction change over the offseason compared to the end season or the regular season? Uh, he says on his specific team, he's loaded at running back, but curious how he should move on without knowing playing time 
come 2023? I think that's a great question specifically for the running back position. And we've said it here that, that both of us are starting to value that running back position as a, as a year to year thing. So, um, uh, MB football shares his specific running back, Swift, Mixon, Jamal Williams, Pollard, Gus Edwards, and, and Deontay Foreman. I think we start making some projections and uh, Swift and Mixon and Pollard feel pretty safe as far as dynasty assets. Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, are, are, you're worried about what Swift's playing time, Mixon's age. Usage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could they use a third round pick on a running back in Cincinnati? You know, what's the Pollard situation? Like none of those guys are locked in stone to me. Well, I think the good thing for, for his specific team and, and in general for anyone is that these, these players still have some dynasty value and, and pretty significant oh, yeah. dynasty value, Swift, Mixon and Pollard. Um, so I, I don't think it would be a bad idea to pivot off of those players for assets that you feel are safer, which probably means wide receivers. Uh, if you're in a, in a super flex league, it means quarterbacks and, mm-hmm. and not that we don't see injuries or that we don't see changes at those positions, but the, but yeah, I mean, the running back is just so volatile. We we've talked about Deandre Swift as a, as a top two or three dynasty running back, even within the past few months. And now that looks, that looks crazy to think about that. Um, so yeah, the, the value, the running back value changes so quickly. If I'm holding players like that, I'm probably trying to cash out whether I'm getting lower level running backs plus, uh, picks or plus receivers, you know, actually a guy like Jamal Williams, who he also has on his roster. Those are the players that I would rather be buying, uh, because they're so much cheaper. And, you know, even if, if something changes and, and they don't hit next year. They don't return the same type of um, production that we saw this year. You're not losing as much. You're not paying multiple firsts for 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 a guy like Swift. You're paying, you know, one late second or a second and a third for Jamal Williams. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, and that's basically what I was going to say too. Is I think this is a good time of year over the next month or two before free agency hits, before the NFL draft, where. I might want to cash out on a fair amount of my running backs, turn that into receivers that I feel that are just more stable, as you mentioned, super flex quarterbacks, and definitely draft picks. You know, like yeah. it's kind of like take your stocks, turn it into cash for now, and then go on a buying spree of running backs when you kind of know where everyone's landed. Yeah, very good point. Matt, we've got one more question to get to, and we'll do that right after this break. All right. Um, I have also told you guys quite a bit about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. The only place I go, really. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there pro football, college bowl season, basketball, World Cup, all that stuff is available. I mean, hockey, anything you want. They've got it all at betonline.net. Also, if you love sports podcasts, which I have a feeling you might. Uh, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Matt, our last question of the day comes from our friend Jeff. That's at Jeff Lambert 77 on Twitter. Jeff says, I'd love to hear your thoughts on cutting back dynasty leagues. 
what's the PC or appropriate way to move on from teams that you no longer have the time or energy to manage properly? Yeah, this is the yeah. this is the time of year where this topic becomes very important. You see lots of uh, lots of turnover in dynasty leagues. Um, you know, we think about a dynasty league as a as a long term commitment, but that's that's not always how it works. In fact, that's that's rarely uh, how it works for for many people. As you get to the end of the year and going back to the the, the previous question that we had about fatigue, you. You know, maybe you're running ten or fifteen or twenty dynasty leagues or teams, and and, and you lot. think I I just can't do this anymore. This was not fun. Um, I mean, I think the first thing I would say is take that little break. the The break that Murray mm-hmm. mentioned, yeah, good point. You know, before you quit half your leagues, uh, maybe maybe you're angry that you had a bad beat in the playoffs, or um, you know something didn't go your way or or you're just feeling that fatigue in general before you quit a bunch of of your leagues i would say take that break take a week take a couple weeks and, and uh and kind of reflect and and then come back to it and make that decision um but in general and and as as somebody who runs and commissions a bunch of leagues i, I mean i try not to let it bother me when when people quit a league it, you know it's um it's sim- we've all kind of been there, right? Yeah. Right, we've all been there. It's it's similar to to really you know any kind of relationship that you might have. Um, if if the other person, if the other party is not you know one hundred percent invested, then you're better off moving on anyway, right? If I mean, if you have an employee that uh, wants to quit and and you're trying to convince them to stay, I mean that's just not going to be a good a good situation for anyone. Uh, so yeah. same thing in the dynasty league. If, if you're not, if you're in my league and you don't enjoy it, you're not, uh, you're probably not being a very good manager, uh, in general anyway. So it becomes better for both sides, uh, to get that fresh start. Uh, as far as the right way to, to move on, you know, communication, obviously. And, and, uh, even though I, I suggested taking a week or two, I would also say the earlier, the better that you can let the commissioner know. Um, so, you know, I've already had a few people let me know that, that they're moving on and stepping away from teams in some of the leagues I run. And, and again, that's in almost every case that that's a, that's a no hard feeling situation. You, you just have to understand that that's better for them at this point. And, and even if that they all, you know, they eventually go out and join another dynasty league. That's, that's a, a separate situation. You can't, yeah, yeah. you can't hang it's on to that necessarily. Right, right. right. Yeah. My only two things to add to that are, as you said, you know, I mean, if, if the reasoning or your excuse or whatever is, Hey guys, I, I'm just in too many leagues. I enjoy this too much. I take on more than I can chew. I think everyone says, I get it. You know, I mean, you want to at least give as much attention as you possibly can to the leagues you're in. And then I also think that, like I'm in seven or eight, I would prioritize them. You know, I definitely mm-hmm. want to stay in these three. These two could maybe go. And, you know, you be- I think we've all been in leagues that aren't commissioned great. You know, like, hey, can you get the playoff bracket in? <laughs> hey, can you, you know, can you, yes. can, you, can you get the draft order for me, please? Can we update the software? Like, those are my first cuts. Yeah, yeah, very good point. A, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times you already know. If you do need to cut back, you know which ones are going to be uh, the first to go. Yeah. 
Matt, that will do it for today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.